Hello and welcome back to Endopod. If you're new here, hi, this is Hepsi Xavier and I'm a third year medical student. Welcome to Endopod's revision series. Each episode will cover revision material for those preparing for exams or even just for those who are interested in learning the basics of endocrinology. In this episode, we will cover the topic of adrenal insufficiency. First, we'll go through a brief overview of the adrenal gland before moving on to the causes, presentation, diagnosis and treatment of adrenal insufficiency. The two adrenal glands sit on top of the kidneys and produce a variety of hormones. The adrenal gland can be divided into an outer cortex and an inner medulla. The medulla is modified sympathetic ganglion, which produces catecholamines such as adrenaline, noradrenaline and dopamine. The outer cortex can be further split into three distinct layers. The outermost layer is the zona glomerulosa, which secretes mineralocorticoids such as aldosterone in response to low blood pressure as part of the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system. Next is the zona fasciculata, which produces glucocorticoids such as cortisol in response to various stimuli such as low blood glucose, stress, etc. The innermost layer is the zona reticularis, which produces androgen precursors like androstenedione. That's a summary on the structure and function of the adrenal glands, but there is another endopod episode covering the physiology of the adrenal glands in a lot more detail, so please check that out if you haven't yet. Now, let's move on to look at what happens when the adrenal glands don't produce enough hormones. Adrenal insufficiency can either be primary or secondary. Primary adrenal insufficiency can be caused by autoimmune destruction of the adrenal glands, in which case it's called Addison's disease, infection such as tuberculosis, infarction, iatrogenic or infiltration. A congenital cause can be congenital adrenal hyperplasia, which commonly occurs due to 21-hydroxylase deficiency. We have an episode covering this topic, so again feel free to check that out. Secondary adrenal insufficiency occurs due to a lack of adrenocorticotrophic hormone. This can be due to a long-term corticosteroid treatment or pituitary causes like tumours. For the purpose of this episode, we'll mainly focus on Addison's disease and primary adrenal insufficiency. Addison's disease is the reason for over 85% of adrenal failure in the UK. It is due to antibodies produced against 21-hydroxylase and lymphocytic infiltration of the adrenal cortex. This leads to low levels of aldosterone and cortisol. It is associated with other autoimmune diseases such as thyroid disease and type 1 diabetes, so it's important to ask about this when taking history from a patient. Primary adrenal insufficiency presents as weight loss, weakness, fatigue, skin pigmentation, amenorrhea, loss of body hair and even as hypothyroidism. Due to a lack of cortisol, the patient can also present with unexplained hypoglycemia, with symptoms such as dizziness, palpitations and extreme hunger. They can also experience nausea and vomiting. Due to a lack of aldosterone, patients can experience salt craving, hypotension and postural symptoms. Sometimes patients can present with acute adrenal failure, also known as Addisonian crisis, which is caused by insufficient levels or even lack of cortisol. It can be fatal if the individual cannot control and maintain their cortisol levels and mortality rate is as high as 6%. It can also be brought about if a patient forgets to take their daily corticosteroid medications. Symptoms of Addisonian crisis include extreme fatigue, confusion, dizziness, dangerous hypotension, tachycardia, 
fever, rigors, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain and more. In extreme cases, there may be loss of consciousness or even febrile convulsions. Remember that there is a disproportion between the severity of illness and circulatory collapse, hypotension or dehydration. It is a clue for the diagnosis of adrenal failure. Upon clinical suspicion, blood tests should be carried out. This includes routine bloods looking at urea and electrolytes, glucose, full blood count, etc. An early morning cortisol blood test should also be carried out. If levels are above 450 nanomoles per litre, then the diagnosis is not Addison's. If levels are below 350 nanomoles per litre, the adrenal status is uncertain. But if levels are between 350 to 450 nanomoles per litre, along with clinical suspicion and symptoms, then Addison's can be a differential diagnosis. To confirm adrenal insufficiency, a synacthin test and basal ACTH is required. Synacthin is artificial ACTH. Blood should be taken before administering the ACTH and are taken after 30 minutes and 60 minutes of administering it. Normally, there should be a twofold increase in glucocorticoid levels. If cortisol levels remain low or unchanged, this indicates primary adrenal insufficiency. Addison's disease can be confirmed after testing for autoantibodies against 21 hydroxylase. When the basal ACTH levels are tested, early morning cortisol is also tested simultaneously. If both ACTH and cortisol are low, this indicates secondary adrenal insufficiency, and further imaging and tests are required to find out the underlying cause. Let's talk about the management of adrenal insufficiency. If a patient presents with features of adrenal insufficiency, but are acutely unwell, start them on steroids before performing a synacthin test to prevent them from going into Addisonian crisis. Generally, the aim of treatment for primary adrenal insufficiency is to replace the hormones which the adrenal gland fails to produce. To replace glucocorticoids or cortisol, 20 to 30 milligrams of hydrocortisone is required to be taken daily. 7.5 milligrams of prednisolone or 0.75 milligrams of dexamethasone can also be given daily. Remember that these replacement medications should be given in divided doses to mimic the normal diurnal variation of cortisol in the body. To replace mineralocorticoids or aldosterone, 50 to 300 micrograms of fludrocortisone is required daily. The dose can be adjusted according to clinical status, urea and electrolytes, and plasma renin levels. It's also important to note that these replacement therapies are lifelong. In a patient who is acutely unwell with a minor short-lived illness or stress, they require the glucocorticoid dose to be doubled. In a patient who has major illness or surgery, they need 100 mg of hydrocortisone IV stat, which should be followed up by 50 to 100 mg of hydrocortisone every 8 hours intravenously. As the stress abates, the hydrocortisone dose should be halved per day until back on the usual dose. Important points to know are that these patients should never miss steroid doses as they have the risk of going into adrenal failure. In an event of ongoing illness, for example the flu or a urinary tract infection, the hydrocortisone dose should be doubled, and if they experience severe vomiting or diarrhea, they likely require intramuscular hydrocortisone, so help should be called for without delay. concludes this episode on adrenal insufficiency and Addison's disease. 
we covered the basic physiology of the adrenal gland, the causes, clinical features, diagnosis and treatment of primary adrenal insufficiency. We also briefly covered what adrenal failure is and what to do with medications in the events of illnesses or stress. Since we've covered a lot of information, please do let us know if you have any queries or questions. Please like and share the podcast with all your friends and colleagues, and of course, I always welcome any feedback. Stay safe and happy. This is Hepsi Xavier signing off. Disclaimer. Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society is a student-led organisation and the content provided through Endopod is solely for informative purposes. This does not replace advice of a doctor or any other healthcare professional. The medical students involved in the making of this episode are in the third year of their medical studies. All the information provided in this episode was researched on appropriate resources. For references, please see the episode description. Thank you.